of the Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Country Roads Tire and Auto, taking you home with full-service auto care, with a higher level of care, with two locations to proudly serve you in Martinsburg and Hedgesville. Online, too, at CountryRoadsTireOnline.com. Here are your hosts of the 2022 and 2023 WVBA Talk Show of the Year. Jordan Nice Warner and Marcia Kavalik. It is Tuesday the 15th, and you are tuned in to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto. I'm broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchville building. I'm Jordan Nice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. Good morning, Marsha. Good morning, Jordan. How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you doing this morning? Um little frenetic but thank you for this morning thank you for all your help with my with the sound i was sure, trying to cut up thank sure. you and real quick i wanted to uh, mention because i noticed that you didn't hear us talk about this on the air because our winner of the baltimore orioles prize pack from the sports show was brian from haunted trails that we got to meet remember him from <gasps> about the that? fall and he said in the text here um uh, talking to the guys he said uh need you to bring your boys out with you this year unless they chicken out mm, so you know who didn't shame. chicken out last year you didn't me and you and, Jody. and your daughter yeah. <laughs> and your daughter she was so braver than both of us figured you'd be happy to hear that that so, was well uh, they gave us the special treatment remember they awesome. over the loudspeaker the yeah. radio people are here like hey all the scary people out in the woods <laughs> you got radio people coming through right now do the scariest things you can possibly think of and scare the crap out of everybody it worked. which worked it, worked. <laughs> it absolutely worked so. but yeah i thought you'd be nervous to hear that <laughs> Well, yeah, congratulations, Brian. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, shout out to Brian for the prize bag. Hey, so in studio with us, I'm so happy she was able to make it in studio because um, we've talked to her about um, the, the rehab on the Shepherdstown Opera House and uh, some events. We've got all kinds of news updates to talk about with her. Uh, co-owner of the Shepherdstown Opera House, Harriet Pearson, welcome in. Good morning, Marcia. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being in. So uh, before we get to the event, uh, just catch us up. I know, you know, we talked about the... Uh, the Stand with Ukraine film series that is going through a lot of the independent theaters and is in the panhandle this month. They they were at the Star Theater for showing. They they were at the Shepherdstown Opera House yeah. and will be at the Apollo later this month. So uh, you had a showing. This is a great example of collaboration and cooperation. Stand with Ukraine is a humanitarian nonprofit. And they approached us, and uh, I know several of the theaters in the area said, yes, we'll, we'll show, and including the Shepherdstown Opera House. And last uh, weekend, we had a screening, and we had a full house, which was terrific. And uh, it was pay what you will, mm-hmm. um, and uh, but there was a lot of generosity. That's all I have to say. Oh, that's awesome. So how that's many, how cool. many uh, seats do you have in the theater? Right now, we've got about um, we've well, we can seat a hundred or so. That's awesome. And so that's that's what uh, we had uh, roughly um, because we just vacated uh, all of July. We had the Contemporary American Theater Festival yeah. in place. They had a special arrangement, so we kept their arrangement for now. We're slowly coming back to what's the normal operating uh, mode for us. 
Well, you talk about the uh, film festival that's been going on, and you, of course, were one of the main venues for that. And it seemed like, and we were talking before we came on the air, I mean, there were so many, there's been so many people just crawling around Shepherdstown. What, I can't remember exactly what you said, but you said the, uh, some along the lines of the creativity is definitely up around <laughs> Shepherdstown. I think uh, the, the, it's, the culture quotient's culture, up. Yeah. I mean, it's great. It's downtown. Um, uh, I think July was the Contemporary American Theater Festival, mm-hmm. CATF. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, uh, our venue was the first time they had theater on Main Street as I understand it. So on German Street, it was bopping. Uh, the restaurants okay. were good. I, so it was really gratifying. And uh, yeah, good community feel. How cool is it that yeah. after rehabbing that historic space, now you're like a draw? We're we're kind of a draw. We're still we're still putting the pieces together. So, but we're well, you delighted. were a draw for that. You yes, know, CATF, yes, yes, it got it got great reviews. Uh, the the it's all kudos to CATF and the actors and all that. We we're just the venue, but we're just delighted to be the the home and and offer a platform for uh, organizations to to reach out. We love local history on Panhandle Live. We have a a, a little group of local historians and yep. authors that we bring on. Frequently, and of course, one of the things we talk about this time of year is the Battle of Antietam. Yeah, Shepherdstown Opera House is going to be doing a special event. We did, we we were contacted by a local um, history researcher, uh, Jim Surkamp, who I think many people might know in town right. um, has. Uh, diligently worked on collecting stories. And he sent me a link and he said, what about this? And I said, Jim, what do you mean, what about this? He said, would you show it? And I said, oh, thanks for letting me know. We screened it. And then um, my husband and I went and we to talked to a couple of the local history organizations because we are very much beginning students of history. So they jumped aboard. So we have three of the history nonprofits in the area that said, we'll help you get the word out and um, and support the film uh, in that way. And so we decided to show it. As far as I know, he, he's put this together over 30 years. He's been working wow. on it. Wow. 30 years in the making. Uh, Shepherdstown Remembers Antietam is the name of the, of the film. It's about 54 minutes long and uh, first theater showing for it. So uh, we are delighted. And the the three sponsors, the co-sponsors, are Historic Shepherdstown, which is the Museum and Historic Society in Shepherdstown, the Shepherdstown Battlefield Preservation Association, which is um, doing marvelous work mm-hmm. trying to create a, a park and a, an area in, uh, to mark the Battle of Shepherdstown, which is around that time, and the um, uh, George Tyler Moore Center for the Study of the Civil War, which is at Shepherds University. So all three offered and, and partnered and are supporting this effort um, in kind. Now, so And it's free. And it's go. free. Perfect. I mean, Sunday, September 17th, 3 p.m., um, you get a movie and a, a Q&A after with a filmmaker and all these nonprofits will be around. So it'll be a, similar to what we did last weekend, a good community feel and also – I think uh, a a good tourism draw because the Battle of Antietam, Maryland side, but it's very much affected the people of the Panhandle and Shepherdstown area, obviously all around. Well, you talk about the tourism, and I was scrolling through your uh, Facebook page, Shepherdstown Opera House, uh, of course, over on Facebook, and you won the 2023 Heritage Tourism Award through the Preservation Alliance of West Virginia. So that seems like a a pretty cool award. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're we're sort of in the initial stages of dreaming about this, but yeah, wow, we were impressed. (laughs) Did you get to go to Lewisburg? Is that where it was? We went to Lewisburg uh, whenever it was, uh, earlier this summer, and it was a beautiful town, fun 
and an honor, frankly. And there's such a preservation and history movement across the state with, you know, just regular people like us yeah. and expert historians. But we're, you know, we're students and uh, we're going to learn right along with every, anybody else who comes to that uh, lecture and, and movie at our uh, venue or other places. So it's the 161st anniversary of the Battle of Antietam. Uh, the film, as you mentioned, Jim Surkamp spent 30 years getting together. And uh, as yeah. you said, you're, you know, learning about this for the first time, but yeah. uh, there was plenty there for you to learn in that film. I, I screened it. Um, I, he collected photographs that are haunting and mm. beautiful he collected writings from uh, local historic figures who, who wrote contemporaneously and after. And it's really, uh, he put together this montage of uh, lots of local narrators. He narrated and a few others, volunteers. Um, and it just tells the story of the Battle of Antietam, not like um, the battle, but through the eyes of the people of Shepherdstown who who helped um, take care of the wounded soldiers. Mm. It's not, it's just, a, it's a story through the eyes of the people of the town. And it's a different way of seeing the story. Wow. The, the um, press release that you uh, provided says that before the film screening, uh, Jim Surkamp will lead a walking tour starting at the Entler Hotel and ending at the Opera House for invited guests to the co-sponsoring yeah. organization. So that's that's kind of cool too that he's going to do like a walking be, tour. Yeah, he's going to be walking tour. The um, the George Tyler Moore Center uh, at Shepherd is is uh, coordinating that walking tour, and this is where uh, the three sponsoring organizations are going to invite their members and supporters mm-hmm. and their communities because uh, the capacity there is about thirty max, and our theater will seat about a hundred or so. So we, I, I hope to get a full house for this uh, mm. at the theater free uh, and um, the walking tour is going to be a special special event right up before and you'll have other remembrances the same week you've got more activities going yeah, on yeah there's um this is kind of came together you know because what battle of antietam i always thought oh that's on the other side right. of the river mm-hmm. that was my mistake right um and we were just as you chit chat with folks you realize oh you know and the george tyler moore center which is a jewel of shepherd university i just love what they do they have their own building on main street but they're very much in the academic and outreach uh, area they were already having an author come uh, on thursday september 21st to speak about his book which is actually sort of the same idea but he's um he's a historian and he ha- he wrote a book about shepherd sharpsburg mm-hmm. uh in that uh time it's the um when when hell pardon the language when hell came to sharpsburg the battle of antietam and its impact on the civilians who called it home so uh, this historian will give a lecture, Stephen Cowie, at 7 p.m. on Thursday, September 21. Very cool. This seems like, I mean, uh, such an interesting uh, topic of conversation, topic of a film. I mean, my goodness, uh, growing up around this area, of course, you always hear about Antietam. You're at, you're at Antietam all the time, and you kind of forget how significant it was and how much it spanned across this whole area. It was like you said, it, it wasn't did. just in Sharpsburg. I mean, people in Shepherdstown we're dealing with it just as much as they were there. I mean, and there was two miles also away, a battle of Shepherdstown. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's right. there's much more. There's rich um, material here, and right. uh, you know, I think the Opera House is a is a venue, mm-hmm. but we hope to provide support in some way to help unearth, so to speak, that history. Well, unfortunately, we have to be getting to our first break. So if you don't mind letting people know again about uh, the Shepherdstown Remembers Antietam screening and, well, how to get in and touch and find out everything. And we have other events. Right. Sign up. Best way to find out about our events, sign up at operahouselive.com. We send out a, a monthly mailer. Uh, I promise not more than that. And we've got um, some other movies coming up and also uh, uh, Ralph Stanley's 
Ransom. Nathan is coming on September 9th. So wow. stay tuned on that. That'll be our first That's live music cool. in a while for us. Yeah. Very thank well, you very much for having us. Well, thank you for stopping by. And if you missed any of this conversation or any of the information, you can listen back to it a little bit later on on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. We'll be back after this on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto in Martinsburg and Hedgesville. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto and broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchival building. I'm Jordan Nice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. And Marsha, if there's one thing I think that we definitely have in common, I think is how much we love tomatoes. I love tomatoes. <laughs> I could eat a tomato like an apple. Don't even got to put a little salt. Don't got to put anything on it. Just eat that thing straight up. BLTs. Mm-hmm. I love them. All things, all of it. So Tomato mani sandwich. I had one like two days ago from my husband's garden. I mm. literally had one on Sunday. Did you? So hey, we were eating the same thing. Yes, we were. Sunday. Look at that. Salt and pepper? That? No. No, I'm, just straight up. Just I'm mayonnaise. And, purist. Now, Miracle Whip or mayo? Like real mayonnaise. Duke's mayonnaise. Ah, mayonnaise. interesting, interesting. Now, the reason we're talking... You're going to judge me? No, no, <laughs> but people judge me because I say, I like Miracle Whip, but I don't care what anybody says about it. But the reason we're talking about tomatoes, Marsha, is because of our next guest. Isn't it cool that we live in a world that has tomato fest? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so joining us in studio are uh, Berkeley and Jefferson County Master Gardeners, uh, Tina Hannigan and Susan Belmont. Welcome in, ladies. Thank, Thank you. you. Great to be here. Thanks for the invite. Thanks for having Tomato Fest. <laughs> so break it all down for us. If it's summer, it's tomatoes, right? Yes, yep. it is. So this is the time when we can bring in all different types of varieties that you can't get in any local stores. And so people can, if you love tomatoes, you can come in and taste all different types of varieties that you might not have ever tasted before. So I, I said all that about how much I love tomatoes and things, but you saying that, I didn't know there were different. Well, we I knew there were different we tomatoes, nothing. right? I knew we there were different know. tomatoes. I knew that you get the big one and you get the small ones that come in the thing, right? But that Little was cherry about it. tomatoes, right? Yeah. So there's how many different type of tomatoes? Oh, oh I can't. Tons, tons and tons, tons and tons. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have a contest for slicers, red slicers, um, paste tomatoes like Romas mm, that you make you make a sauce, sauce with and mm-hmm. all these things, and cherry tomatoes. Yeah. Very cool. So. I know you're both master gardeners. What is it about the tomato? And, and are they hard to grow or are they easy to grow? I think they're easy. I actually started out growing tomatoes. That was the first thing I started growing was tomatoes. I think they're pretty pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Well, they can be depending on what the weather is like and what kind of pests you have. This is the time of the year now with a lot of humidity and heat. Time you have to really be careful of what's going to be eating your tomatoes besides you. <laughs> um, so, but I have had I had 25 tomato plants reseed this year. I had to pull some of them out. Oh wow! Most of them are cherries, but I didn't I didn't know that they could reseed at such a speed. Wow. So let me ask you all this: as master gardeners, a lot of people are moving into the area and they're moving into these big you know housing areas, developments, and things, however you want to call them. Uh, and a buddy of mine just did that, and uh, his yard before he planted grass and things was just. It was just clay. It was nasty. It was a construction site, right? Not great for planting and, you know, not for any of the agricultural type things. So do you think that, and now he, fast forward through the story, he's got a garden. He just gave me a bunch of tomatoes on Sunday, actually. It's funny. We're talking about this. But um, 
Does that have much to do with tomatoes? I mean, your soil around here, because I know if you're most mostly around here, we have good planting soil, obviously. But is that a big deal when it comes to tomatoes? Yes. I mean, you need to have really good mm-hmm. nitrogen-rich soil, and your tomatoes are nitrogen suckers. So oh. you, I would not, and you should not, plant your tomatoes in the same place each year. You should definitely rotate those. So if you're going to do tomatoes this year, maybe next year in the same pot spot, do something that introduces nitrogen into the soil like beans or that type of thing oh Oh, i would have never thought i would have just continued in the same spot each year you don't want to do that so there's there are educational opportunities obviously you know i went to a tomato fest and and there were little pull-out sessions where people could learn about the different tomatoes and and actually uh displays of different like heirloom and all of that that people could learn about so what can folks expect for this year's tomato fest Oh, well, we have the tasting, we have children's activities, we have a cooking demonstration from a chef um, at Blue Ridge Community College. We also have some nonprofits coming yes. um, that are going to be actually, we've got, got a nonprofit uh, coming to talk about bees and one about the monarchs, I think. Yeah, the Monarch Alliance. Right. And then we have um, different tripods from Master Gardeners with different, about growing tomatoes, tomato diseases. Um, and then we have two specialists. Yeah, we have we call them the uh, plant doctors. So nice. If you have issues with your tomatoes or any other plants, they'll be happy to answer. Yeah, take any a picture. Questions. Maybe don't bring the plant in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bring the plant in. Really? Definitely. Oh, yes, absolutely. Mm. So, how important? You mentioned that you're going to have somebody there talking about monarch butterflies and uh, bees and things. I mean, how important are those? Is it to uh, to an extent to where maybe you can put you should put a beehive somewhere you know around your plants and properties and things. Yeah, uh, tomatoes are self-pollinating, so but bees are very important right. to help pollinating, and, and as well as as the the butterflies. And the butterfly population has drastically declined over the last few mm-hmm. years. So, will there be any tomato-related food? Yes. yes. <laughs> See, if I can't get a BLT or something at Tomato Fest, I'd be a little on a little disappointed. Well, this year we're having tomato sandwiches with yes. your favorite mayo. Dukes. Dukes. Oh. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, that's what we're having this year. Yeah. And uh, free popcorn for the public. Very cool. Mm-hmm. So um, we do have to be getting, unfortunately, to our bottom hour break here in just a few minutes. But I want uh, you guys to have enough time to let people know, again, where to go to find out more information. When times, it is. Yeah, and times, where. dates, all that kind of stuff. Yep, it is this coming Saturday, the 19th, at the Kearneysville Tree and Fruit Research mm-hmm. Farm at 67 Harvest Lane in Kearneysville. It's from 10 to 2. And more information, you can go to our Facebook page or the website. Perfect. All right, two more questions for you. <laughs> one, one, the first question, what's one tip that you'd give somebody if they're starting, you know, if they're maybe planting tomatoes or corn or just a garden in general, what's one tip for somebody? And then second, what's your favorite tomato-related <gasps> food? Wow. Oh, that's a tough one. The first one, was, what's one tip you'd give to a, a new gardener out there? Should they start with the easy ones like the cherry tomatoes? Um, I would start with any tomato. If you love a tomato, get the seeds for that um, and start with that. You can start them from seed with a um, heating pad and lights. You can research that, and mm-hmm. then I, which I've done, and then go to a larger pot and then eventually put it into a – I do raised, uh, raised beds, um, so you can do that. Right. Yeah. 
Well, and your favorite tomato. Oh, there's so many. Item. Oh, food item. Or food-related dish. Was I, along those I love salsa, and I love tomato sandwiches. Tomato sandwiches mm. are the best Perfect. in my mind. All right, so what about you? Um, I would say, as far as advice, I would say just be patient and maybe start out small. Don't overwhelm yourself with a ton of plants. And then, oh, I love like a tomato salad with feta cheese and mm. herbs. And oh, I could eat that all day long. Because mm. they taste like sunshine. When you yeah, get, they you do. get a tomato <laughs> right out. They yeah. do out of the garden. Oh, and do you want to know what Chef Miriam's cooking? Sure, what is she yes. cooking? Fried green tomatoes and oh. pistachio relish. That yeah. sounds, I love fried amazing. green tomatoes. Tina Hannigan and Susan Belmont, uh, Je- Berkeley and Jefferson County Master Gardeners, thanks for doing Tomato Fest. It is Saturday the 19th from 10 to 2. And uh, more information again at their Facebook page and the Berkeley County, Jefferson County website. Perfect. Well, thank you all for stopping in. This sounds like a blast, especially for tomato lovers like Marsha and I are. Uh, this definitely sounds like a fun thing to do. If you missed any of this conversation and the information, you can listen back to it a little bit later on on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. We'll be back after this on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kabalik. Welcome back to Paint Handle Live. Driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto, broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchville building. I'm Jordan Nicewarner. Alongside me is Marsha Kabalik. If you missed any of the show so far, you can listen back to it a little bit later on on our Paint Handle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. The last break was all about tomatoes. And uh, the Tomato Festival, and we got our Tomato Fest shirts. Wait, that is so cool that we got the Tomato Fest that. t-shirts. So uh, just to let you know, it is free to get in to Tomato Fest. Some of the and it's featured, inside. Right. And some of the featured items are for sale, um, but it's free to go to the demonstrations and all that. And I'm assuming the t-shirts are for sale. Right. Too, and I'm, but, Now let me ask you one question before we get to our next guest. Okay. Where is there a place around town? And this question is also open to our next guest. But is there a uh, question around town, ta- or is there a place around town that has the best BLT in your opinion? That is a good question. See, I've I've gone to um, cookout. Okay, they, they sell them cheap and fast. I can't speak for the quality <laughs> of the tomatoes. Sheets also does that as well. Sheets also does. The I cook don't know and fast if the BLTs. tomatoes are the tomatoes are probably like industrial tomatoes. So not made with love or sunshine. Well, hmm. maybe sunshine. But. Well, for the listeners out there, text us 304-263-4321. Let us know where the best BLT is around town. Because, look, it's about our lunchtime, Marsha. I felt weird. <laughs> and it, <laughs> this is all, all aside. But it just shows you kind of how our lives, our lifetime is different oh, with yeah. other people. Yeah, so I left here yesterday. It was about 1030 or whatever. I had to go do something. It was like, oh, let me go get some lunch. So I'm getting like chicken tenders and something at 1030. At 1030 and the person yeah. next to me is getting like a breakfast sandwich and things. Right. And I'm like, look, Because their days are not just the same. starting. <laughs> Our days are not the same. Mm. But anyways, enough of me blabbering, Marsha. So happy to have in studio our next guest. Uh, we're happy that she's been in pretty frequently. And I think you, you said maybe for the fourth yeah, time, yeah, which is so. awesome. Katie Morgan, recovery uh Services Coordinator with the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center. Welcome in. Thank you for having me back, guys. How's Absolutely. your summer? It's been good. Um, you know, aside from recovering from this knee surgery. Oh, <laughs> that's right. How has that been going? Good, good. Um, I got off the crutches last week, so I'm excited there about you that. Go. You're a little bit more <laughs> mobile just, again. Just yes. in time for the rest of summer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, well, can, that I ask, be can I ask you what you did? You don't have to answer the question. It's right a knee here. surgery, right? Well, yeah. yeah, nothing cool. Just bad genetics. Oh, okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Understood. Trust me. I, I understand that one. I understand that one. Yep. 
cool. So what has the summer been like as far as um, recovery and and, um, Narcan and all of that? What's the state of addiction in the county right now? Um, So we've definitely been uh, busy this summer, as we always are, and kind of gearing up typically when the weather changes. So typically um, September becomes a really busy time for us. So just kind of preparing for all of that and um, getting our preparations ready. Um, Just continuing to make sure we're inundating the community with Narcan, um, ensuring that folks uh, know about harm reduction over at the health department um, and where to get help if they need it. Um, I think referrals for Will for um, expert case management continue to be pretty steady. Um, He had two folks go out just yesterday for treatment, so we're really excited about that. Um, and, and that's then, a big win because that's yeah. of their own volition. Um, yeah. So Will, sometimes it's a little twofold. So frequently he does get referred. Um, folks get referred to him by the legal system, um, by day report, if um, individuals leave, need a higher level of care, that kind of thing. However, um, ultimately, it's it's their choice whether they decide to um, follow through and get in that vehicle or not. Um, so we do have a lot of people following through with that, um, which is amazing to see. So when it comes to Narcan and different things like this, uh, I feel like now more than ever, and it, it, every day it gets more and more important that everybody, or maybe not everybody, but a majority of people should know at least what it is, right? right. And, and how to use it because you never know when you're going to be in a situation or you're walking down the street or a coworker or whatever where somebody could uh, be in need of Narcan. And you guys are doing a free training for that uh, coming up on the uh, the 5th of next month. But I, I want you to kind of elaborate more how important it is for you know, anybody to know about this, whether you are a drug user, know any of them or anything along those lines. Right. Absolutely. And you're exactly right, Jordan. Like you just never know when you're going to be in a position to help someone. Um, a lot of individuals are overdosing in public um, at gas stations at Walmart. You you truly never know when you may be in a position to save someone's life. And as I've said before, people can't recover if they die from that overdose incident. So it's giving individuals a chance to recover. Give us a chance to um, connect with them on the quick response team. Give us a chance to work with them. Everybody has value. Every life has value. So um, you just never know when you might be in a position. And I know for myself, I would always want to do whatever I could to help an individual. Um, and another thing about it, it's, it, you know, people typically think it is those who are using drugs, but it can be anybody who is receiving opioid medication. We at least once a month receive um, an accidental overdose on um, the EMS reports from an individual who's prescribed opiates and has accidentally taken too much Mm. and has gone into an overdose. So, you know, think about your loved ones who are prescribed opioids as well. So, so um, this is a little off topic because we, we wanted to talk about some of the events that you have coming up, but um, the, the West Virginia first foundation is kind of coming together um, we have uh, Tim Saya, yes. who's going to be representing the the region. I think it's eight counties, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. And they haven't even really had their first meeting. Right. But um, what does that mean that we're going to have a billion dollars in the state, you know, which will be shared by municipalities and counties and all of that? What could that mean in a county like Berkeley? Um, it it could really be a game changer for us, um, as we know we're we're up there in the overdose deaths uh, within the state and within the country as a whole. Uh, so that pot of money um, could really um, help us continue to do the work that we are doing here. And we've been very fortunate in this county to have um, a council com- and commission that that backs this work um, and believes in this work and 
for me, like I, I just feel like that money is is going to open up so many more doors for us, truly. Um, and I love that it is um, going to be an unbiased group from the state that's going to make decisions on where it goes, so that you know no one um, region is favored, and that we all have a, a fair shot at this because we do know that we we need more resources in the state. Well, the summer is winding down, unfortunately. The summer is winding down. But how do you think this uh, summer season has been for y'all? Has it been a successful one? Do you think you've made a, a good impact again this year? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and one of the massive successes that I was not anticipating um, was the amount of our harm reduction participants who have um, gone to treatment, um, found treatment, whatever that looks like for them. Um, we've, we've had a large number of harm reduction participants um, find find freedom from addiction, which is incredible. So, wow. That's yeah, awesome. We're really excited about that for them. So let's talk about some of the events coming up. As Jordan mentioned, you have a free CPR first aid and Narcan training Tuesday, September 5th. So um, then that's at Recovery Resources? It, it is. It is. It will be held at the Recovery Resource Center. Um, it is free. Um, and it's made possible um, by our friends at Jobs and Hope. Um, they approached us with this idea. They have provided the funding for it to allow for it to be free for folks. Um, and the Department of Education is who is providing the training. So you will be fully certified in CPR and first aid whenever you complete the training, and it is completely free. And again, open to anybody? Open to the public. Yep, absolutely. Anybody who would like to attend, um, you know, we did have a 16-year-old attend one time, and as long as the parent was there accompanying yeah. them, that was okay with us. Wow. And then uh, coming up a few days after that, or a week or so after that, you have the recovery walk going on at Rosedale Cemetery. Yes, and um, that has made, been made possible for the third year in a row now by Rosedale. Um, they have been incredible. Um, people don't frequently realize the impact that the um, opioid epidemic has had on them. Um, they see the other side of it. They're working with families who are burying their teenagers who are um, mm. burying their loved ones who have passed away from from overdose, from addiction. So um, they felt moved to do something within this community, and this is what they um, have come up with. And so they fund this, they host this, and we are so grateful for them. And um, registration's $20 and includes a T-shirt. This year we had um, a day report participant um, design the T-shirt, and we had oh, a contest. Nice. Um, so the, the winner will be on our T-shirts this year. That's included in your $20, and then for an additional $10 this year, we're doing yard signs that you can personalize in honor of a loved one that we're going to set up along the walking route. Awesome. Proceeds from the recovery walk um, will go towards the Fall Recovery Festival? Yes, and so that is our third um, our third Fall Recovery Festival, again, made possible thanks to Rosedale um, and what they've done for us with the walk. Um, so that will be on Saturday, October 7th from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. at War Memorial Park free event, open to the public, family-friendly, come eat and um, enjoy all the resources we'll have on site. Awesome. Well, before we let you go, let people know where they can go again to find out all this information about the events or just in general, how they can get in touch with you. Sure. So folks can um, either stop into the Resource Center at 800, 800 Emmett Rouse Drive. Um, we're there from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday, or give us a call at 304-350-3080. We also have a Facebook page that we keep updated with all this information. Perfect. If you missed any of this conversation, you can listen back to it a little bit later on on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. And right before we got started, I was asking everybody out there listening to text us about where their favorite BLT is. Right, Kate, do you have a favorite BLT spot? Oh, I don't know. 
Um, mm-hmm. I I do love um, the toasted food truck. So when they do any of oh. their like right. BLTs with the mac and cheese on them, mm. I feel like those are game changers. Well, we got a text here saying that the best BLT is at Ollie's North Bar and Grill. Do yourself a favor and add the fried egg, a slice of American cheese to knock it out the park. There you go. Keep that in mind. Gourmet. Yeah, Ollie's North for a BLT. Keep sending your BLT uh, suggestions because, like I said, it's pretty much Martianized lunchtime. Yeah, so. and I'm not going to call out the person's name, but there's someone in this building who says he doesn't understand why someone would have a tomato sandwich. Who? Oh, I think I know. I'm not call yeah, his name. I think I can understand that mm-hmm. one. But again, Katie, thank you for stopping in. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Thank you, guys. And stick around. We'll be back after this to start to wrap things up on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto and broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchville building. Jordan Nicewarner alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. If you've missed any of the show so far, you can always listen back uh, to, well, any of this show and any Panhandle Live on our Panhandle Live Facebook and Spotify page. You can always get in touch with us, 304-263-4321. You can message us on Facebook as well. Still out there looking for uh, what your recommendation is, uh, listeners out there, for the best BLT in the area. We got one person here saying Ollie's North. Uh, Katie Morgan, who we were just talking to, saying the toasted food truck usually has got some mm-hmm. pretty good options. Uh, I think, did you say... You said a couple of different places. Yeah, so Cookout has yeah, it. Yeah, Cookout. That's right. So, uh, where do you think? Who do you think's got the best? Uh, I bet you, like Cider Press, they got to have a good BLT. Oh yeah. You know, like uh, I, I might have actually had one from Cider Press. Yeah. Like yeah. Pawnells. I haven't been there. I feel mm-hmm. like there. That's a oh, place yeah. that would have a good BLT. So, where where are you getting your BLTs from uh, around the area? Text us three zero four two six three four three two one. Yum yum. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to. Raid the garden again. I'm going to wear my Tomato Fest shirt while I go get a tomato BLT. sandwich today. <laughs> People are going to think I'm the, the biggest tomato fan there is. I want to make sure that we have our tomatoes all together so I can make something like tomato sauce or um, chili with them. Mm-hmm. But they're all coming in at different times. So, sigh. And plus, we keep eating them. <laughs> See, that's the problem. It's hard to make things when your supply's gone because you're yeah. just eating them the whole time. Mm. No, but I mean, I'm serious. I could literally eat, and I have done it, eat a, a tomato like an apple. Sure. Just bite right into it. Because like you said, they're refreshing. It's like mm-hmm. biting into sunshine. Like it is. Said. My favorite is probably the heirloom tomatoes. They, so some of them turn out like pink, and it's just... Let me ask you a tough question Okay. that you might not have an answer for. Tomatoes or peaches? What's your favorite? Which one are you going to pick? Tomatoes. Oh, yeah? yeah. I know okay. you like peaches, though. I love peaches. Yeah. I love peaches. Well, anyway. I mean, I don't mind peaches, but if I'm choosing, probably going to have the option. Them. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. Well, anyways, again, Texas 304-263-4321. Where are you getting your uh, BLTs from? Because it's lunchtime for me and Marsha, and I'm ready to get <laughs> something to eat. Uh, but we do have enough time for a news roundup. So um, you may have heard on our newscasts this morning, uh, if you think back last week, there was a, a big wreck on the interstate up in Chambersburg area that uh, had traffic halted because the accident happened at 9 the night before. Uh, I believe it was August 9th. And there were five fatalities, one of which was a truck driver from Martinsburg. And um, the the family in the RV that perished, um, there was a GoFundMe in their, on their behalf and uh, there was a really sweet 
announcement about that um, that came through overnight. Uh, yes, it said the organizers of a GoFundMe page for Middletown's Molander family says an excess an an excess money raised says any excess money raised for their funeral expenses will be given to the family of the truck driver who also died in the crash. So the extra money from the uh, the Middletown family, the Molander family's uh, funeral, will be going towards the truck driver, the Martinsburg truck driver uh, that also passed away. Donald and Kimberly Molander and their children, Miranda and Dane, uh, as well as their family dog, uh, of course, were a part of that accident on the night. And the truck driver, uh, James Shade of Martinsburg. Yes. Yeah, James Shade of Martinsburg. So that is... Uh, that is that is very nice, very thoughtful, and the GoFundMe account for the family so far has raised forty three thousand dollars. That's impressive. Absolutely, very impressive. Yeah, but what a tragedy! Un- unbelievable. I can't even imagine. No. Um, so uh, if you go over to PanhandleNewsNetwork.com, uh, there's a story up with a detour map about the uh, the Route three forty detour, which is coming up starting September twelfth. So Ugh. if you commute. Over the bridge, uh, over uh, Harper's Ferry. That's going to make so many people mad. That is going to cause so much havoc. I can't even wrap my head around because so many people drive through there. Mm. And it's already, it can already be a pain. If they got used to Hillsboro, though, they can do That's true because that was was tough. That was a long time. That was tough. And then, and then, and then what did you get out of Hillsboro? Roundabouts. (laughs) This is not going to result right in about some speed bumps. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is going through Hillsboro. Beautiful drive through Hillsboro. I guess yeah, the, it's all roundabouts and the message is bumps. don't go over 20 miles here. <laughs> you think they're putting any roundabouts on 340? There's no room. Thankfully, there's no room. They'd have to blast into <laughs> you can the put one. You can put one there where uh, just take that traffic light out at the Exxon and just put it right there. Okay. I could see that. Yeah. To, I could put that there. I'll give you that. Mm, but that's going to be brutal. So that's anyway, brutal. you can see the uh, kind of an amalgamation of the reports from the Division of Highways. And there is a, a graphic there with the with the, the look at the detour. Uh, it's starting September 12th. Triton has the, the contract and they they are trying to get it done earlier than is planned. But it could be lasting Close to Christmas. Mm, three months long is what it says, uh, just as a rough guideline. So, hmm. yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be fun to watch on Facebook. I think. Oh, See what yeah, happens. just the the griping. Oh yeah, because you gotta think what you're either going just to say you're going from Frederick to Martinsburg, right? right? You're what you're either going down into Virginia or you're going up through you're taking forty through Boonesboro. Mm-hmm. So, and those are two small towns that aren't really ready for. You know, six times the traffic coming and through. And that approach to where it's going to all be, it's all bottlenecked there right. anyway. So can you imagine if you're like completely uninformed and you just roll up on that mm. at full speed and then you start to see the signs? No. And and then you realize you thou shalt not pass. <laughs> yeah, and here's a six, there's a 45-minute detour for you. Right. <laughs> Either way, either way, it's like 45 minutes. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't want to be a commuter. Um it would be During nice to time. have my pilot's license. Ooh. Just Did you hear me talking of... to uh, Richie from Greenmonts about that today? Mm-mm. So, um, the, okay. So, I'll ask you that. Well, I'll get to that after your news if there's anything oh, else. Oh, um, also, so the um, that new traffic pattern on Middleway Pike approaching the, the bridge between Berkeley and Jefferson County is going to uh, go live tomorrow morning. So, be mindful of that. And then there's also an article at panhandlenewsnetwork.com. Uh, it's also at wvmetronews.com 
about the uh, Martinsburg City Council and it's um, uh, it, it's voting down the extending of a permit for the sanctified street ministries. I'm going to be on with Hoppy a little later talking about that too. There you go. So you can tune in with that right here on WPM and WCST. The Panhandle News Network, and again, you can always get in touch with us. You can text us, 304-263-4321. Still looking for uh, where the best BLT is around town. Now, she'll never come into the studio, and she'll never get on the mic, but I bet you Susan knows uh, where a good BLT Mm -hmm. is around here somewhere. You know, there's nothing like making your own, too. Well, yeah, but a good BLT from somewhere is great. Nicely toasted bread, Mm -hmm. you know, thick cut bacon. The little lettuce that has like the frills on it. (laughs) The fancy lettuce. Yes, the fancy lettuce. So I'll ask you this, and I I stumbled upon this on the internet uh, the other day, and it's kind of taken the internet by storm. So it's mainly directed towards guys, right? And I guess bravado, if you will. You ask this to me. Okay. Yeah, and I'm also going to ask this to you. So the question is, say you're on a flight and coming back into... D.C., Baltimore, Pittsburgh, wherever you're flying into, right? Uh, and you're on your approach, and you find out that the pilot has become incapacitated. Somebody needs to land the plane. You have air tra- traffic control still helping you out. Do you think you can land, like, a 747 plane? No. See, I think I could. And this is the point of the... I think you could, too. Uh, this is the point of the meme now, because all, all guys think, yeah, I could definitely land it. But do you think... I mean, you get, they'll, they can basically land themselves on their own anyway. How now. many video games have you played versus me? I mean, that's right. like a lot of that these days. And I'm not I'm not diminishing the skill level that any pilot has because Same. that's a lot of training. Absolutely. A lot of expertise. But we're talking about being pressed into service right. uh, when, you, when you don't have these skills. And there's been videos that have come out where like a kid has uh-huh. been in this same exact situation. Air traffic control walked them through step by step and the kid landed the plane perfectly and they were gone. So you've been I think I can do it. you've been around me long enough that you know if if anything happens with our technology here <laughs> I go into just complete freak out mode. I do you can't really want me do you really want me in the cockpit like what is that why is that like what is that noise? Here. I could not. Behind no one, one wants of these me control to. Panel, I'm showing Marsha a picture of yeah, uh, no one the wants 747 me control Mm-mm. panel here. If I'm the only person who is awake, you think you could that, get behind this this thing right here? The only thing I could know is like oh throttle go up. That's pretty much, but yeah. yeah the yoke. I know about the yoke. I know what that is. I probably wouldn't even know how to buckle myself in, strap myself in. <laughs> so no, no one wants to see me up there. If they, if you see me going up to the cockpit, <laughs> it's, you it's just not say for your, a picture once you say land. Say your prayers. Were you a, uh, or are you a person that'll go get a picture with the, um, with the, the pilot after you land? No, I don't want to distract them because they usually after have to you go somewhere. No, because they want to go somewhere else. They've, they've got another flight. I don't want to distract them. Hmm. If they want to go and, you know, take care of business and rest up, well, get a little nap. I think I could do it. I think you could too. I think I could do it. Might not be the, the softest landing you've ever been a part of, but I think I could do it. I think anyone on our sports team could do it. Oh, okay. I think so. Okay, okay. I should ask them. Did I ask them that? I didn't ask them that. I asked uh, ask them Randy from Shadowhawk Defense on Trigger Talk Tuesday, and of course he said he could, he could land it. He might have actually done that before. <laughs> Well, if you missed today's show today, you can listen back to it a little bit later on on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. Anything else, Marsha? Well, we got a few seconds. No, oh, Hoppy's up with, next with uh, Talkline. And with Marsha on oh, Talkline. A little later. Uh, a little bit later on this morning. But uh, have a good one. For Marsha, I'm Jordan. It's been Panhandle Live. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
a.m. Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station. We're proud to live here, too.